0: It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to the Kathleen Reason Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reason.
1: Welcome to the Kathleen Reason Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. And we have a really fun show set out for you today. I have brought on one of my good friends, Evram Osgin, to the show. Hi, Evram. Hello. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, everyone. Great to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we are talking about a topic that we all think, but maybe we don't actually say. Because it's one thing to lead people to be in a leadership role, but it's another thing to lead people that you don't like. It's taboo to say people that you don't like. But inherently, if you have somebody on your team that you probably wouldn't hang out with outside of work, then it can be challenging within work. And so Evram, thank you for being here today to talk about this. Just to set the context for all of our listeners, can you share a little bit about your background? Because you have such an incredible background just in leadership development and your education and then what you're up to now. It's so cool. I don't want to
2: take the thunder away. I will let you share it. All right. Thank you so much, Kathleen. So yes, I, at the moment, I am leading a leadership development organization, Institute of Global Leadership. Um, We have emotional intelligence and transformational leadership programs. And let me go a little bit back. So just like you said that I started in corporate um, and I was in corporate for about 15 years. I led and managed teams across the globe, virtually in person for uh, sales and strategy and operations. And uh, so I I relate to what we are talking about today. And um, again, also right now with uh, our programs for uh, leaders um, from many different uh, backgrounds, corporate and entrepreneurship and um, community leaders that we really focus on How to create a leadership that is impactful, how to create impact through leadership, and I believe that you know we're going to touch on that as well, so um, I am as we have as we were talking before I am. um, A mom of two boys. Uh, also a wife to my uh, partner in business, partner in vision, and uh, we, you know, diversity, inclusivity and working with people and being with people from so many different uh, backgrounds and um, lives is really what we are living day to day as well. So I'm here to be here. Yes.
1: So Avram, talk about where you're from, because I think this is a really interesting piece about you. You've got yeah. a lot of different backgrounds and this plays into how you lead your life, how you lead with others. So can you share a little bit about your physical uh, spaces? All right. <laughs> and I use the word plural spaces.
2: All right. OK, thank you so much. Uh, so, yes, I was born. I'm at the moment in Turkey in um. West of Turkey in a beautiful beach town that we have been here as a family for the last two years in the middle of pandemic in the UK, we decided to move and experience that time here and i was born and raised in turkey then moved to the uk united kingdom when i was 26 so i used to work for a corporate english british company in turkey and i was offered a job in headquarters in london so that was the beginning of so many things and um and, you know, I lived in the UK. I, I actually moved in many different parts of the UK, worked, then set up my own company, um, the consultancy management consultancy, started an IT up and failed badly and then you know uh, we started some other um, uh, organizations with my husband as well. Uh, coming back to the space um, when we talk when we actually did another interview with you uh, about one and a half months ago I was in Spain and um, we were test living life in Spain as a family and um, decided to move there. So uh, so yes, there's there's a lot of uh, moving and meeting with people and creating with people. I hope this answers your question, Kathleen. Is Absolutely. that what you meant? <laughs> and for everyone that's
1: listening, I, I think the key piece, and I just want to highlight this, Avram, is that you and, and your partner Botch, you guys decided what you wanted the, the vision for what you wanted your life to look like. And oh, yeah. now you're figuring out what aligns with that? So going, whether it's in UK, whether it's in Spain, whether it's in Turkey, you're matching to the vision, not just to your circumstances. So it's not, well, we're here, so we'll just stay here.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yes. So that's very important. Thank you so much for highlighting that. Um, So absolutely, it started with setting a vision for um, us as the family. And what we wanted to create in the world, watch uh, my husband and my partner in business, as I said, uh, it was about five years ago that we knew that we wanted to be location independent. And uh, we wanted to create a community, let a community uh, that was gonna be international and diverse. And the focus is really creating an impact. Uh, so, so location, you know, it matters, but just like you said, when we are clear about that vision, it becomes uh, one of the tools or, you know, mechanics. I'm not saying it's not important, but um, it doesn't, it's not the most important thing. Let's put it that way. And it's possible to have fun and really enjoy and create connections and friendships and partnerships, uh, regardless of where we are. So that's what we are experiencing.
1: Yes. And so thank you for sharing that. I think for everybody listening, what I want you to hear in what i saying is that she and her partner really decided what they wanted for their life and they do the same thing in their business, but what they wanted for their life. And they started with that and then everything else fell in place from there or, or you worked or you are working to get it to fall into place. And so that's, what's really important. I think, how does that tie into what we're talking about today? When we think about how do we work with people that and lead them that we wouldn't necessarily we don't like. They're not somebody that we would choose to be around. And it w- it's one thing if we are the owner of the company and if it's somebody that we just don't like and we can't get around, we can't get along with, then great, we could part ways. But that's not always the case. And so like positions mm-hmm. that you've been in, Everham, and that I've been in, and probably a lot of our listeners are in, where there are people that they get to work with, whether it's at, at work, whether it's through their school organizations, just in the world where they are in a position to lead people that are a friction point for them. Can you even define when I say friction point, when I say they've got tension around it, what do you hear when I say that? Well,
2: well, okay. So I'm going to talk about alignment and agreement, right? So that's what's coming up to me. So that friction point could be a disagreement could be personal preferences, not really matching, and uh, that's one thing. I mean, we can we can talk about so many different types, but I, I would like to talk about this because um, you know well as well, right, uh, Kathleen? We work in leadership space together too. So uh, depending on why you are together with that person, whether that person is reporting to you, whether that person is your employee, or you are working in a different, you know, you are part of different teams, but working uh, for a common in the common project. So uh, it's important to really understand why you are together, what you want to create together and detach it from personal preferences. I know it sounds, you know, it's not that easy when you're looking, you know, when you are in that situation for many people. However, in my experience, and um, I absolutely believe that it works, that it creates almost magic when you really can make it happen. Like, okay, so... This is not about me i'm not going to take it personal it's about what we what we said yes together and what we are creating this is the result this is the outcome this is the experience that we are going to create and whether we completely agree or not it's not it's not actually uh, the goal but we also say alignment alignment means that are we aligned in the final outcome are we aligned in the very fundamental aspects of this and can we really move forward with that alignment without having to agree on every single thing? Does it make sense? Yeah. And so what I hear you saying,
1: and, and we're going to call forward, is agreement versus alignment. Not Those aren't the same thing. Agreement, you, Everman, I, we're on the same page. I hear you. I get you. This sounds exciting. We're all moving forward together. But that may not be the case. So what Mm -hmm. do you do when you don't agree? And then what I hear you saying is really focusing on alignment. So back to that vision. So let's just use an example here. Now I know you and Botch get along and you guys have the ability to think bigger and vision. You guys have both done an extensive amount of leadership training and you run a leadership center. So this is the work you're in. But let's just use the example of couples because really, if we're talking about couples or work issues, it's the same principles and challenges that we have. So let's just say, you both have this vision you want for your family. And Botch wants to be in, where might he want to live? Let's let's just say he wants to come to Iowa and live here because he heard that the reasons <laughs> were really fun and he wants to come to Iowa. And you're like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with them. <laughs> I know this lady, Kathleen, I don't want to have anything to do with her. And you say, I really want to be in Spain. Mm-hmm. So, so we're just going to paint the picture as if it's very obvious that there is disagreement. What do you do <laughs> then? All right. Actually,
2: this is this is not so far from what we have experienced, right? So, you know, these, these decisions, um, decisions that we have made, they they were not just made without any disagreement or any discussions or any tension. Of course, it happens. I mean, I remember
1: Usain botch said he wants to go to Iowa so he can live by me. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm hearing you say. This is awesome. <laughs>
2: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay, All right. So we actually had the UK and Spain and Turkey. You know, we had been we we had lots of uh, conversations about these three countries um, as our home base going forward. Uh, So I'm sharing exactly how we came to the alignment uh, on Spain, and it is simple. Um, It's really simple. And it's very powerful, as you know, very well, Kathleen. So we literally, we were in Spain, it was a month into our test living in Spain. And we were, we both agreed that, okay, this is not what we thought we would have in this specific town, in this area. So we put our options, you know, uh, I said, okay, let's go back to the UK, we loved it there. The weather, okay, is not as we wanted that and this. And then uh, he came up with another idea so at the end, where where we really found uh, alignment was uh, vision. I, I think you mentioned that. When I say vision, we really we uh, really we uh, really come to came to the core of okay. So what do we really want to create what do we really want to experience as a family but as a whole like our life let's look at IGL Institute of Global Leadership you know our community our work and then what do we want to achieve there and then let's look at uh, our children you know we have two sons four years old and eight years old so what do we see possible for them you know what are what what are they actually showing us in terms of um, their talents their choices uh what they want how they want to um what kind of education they want and then we also looked at you know some other aspects our individual um vision you know my my vision for myself his vision for himself so uh so we decided you know which ones were non-negotiable because some of them are negotiable right Mm -hmm. it's not you know when we really want every single point to have the same weight then things become harder than they should be that's what I believe and that's what I practice so we really agreed on this is agreement right we we really agreed on um, the non-negotiable pieces and made our decision from there and the other pieces um, let's talk about alignment there you know we we decided that okay this is what we can do there this is what we can do there Um, and I think going back to either corporate uh, or in entrepreneurship in the teams, those non-negotiable pieces are already in place, right? You know, this, why, why is the organization there? Why, um, if it's a project, then you already know what the outcome is, uh, what, do you, what you are, why you are there to create, and there are also some other few non-negotiables. I believe that having clarity about those really make it uh, much easier than it should be, or it is in most cases, to work as a team.
1: Sure. So I heard a, a three-step process there, Evram. And so when we get back, we'll call that forward again into what that process was, because absolutely, how you guys use this process to figure out where you get to live is the exact same thing that we can use in a company when we are figuring out how to move forward. And we're working with somebody that we really don't want to work with, or that's really hard or frustrating for us, maybe triggers us in a lot of different ways. So we're going to go on a quick break. When we get back, we will pick up and go through that process. You're listening to the Kathleen recent show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on inspired choices network. Talk to you in just a second.
0: Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert?
1: Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver?
0: Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now back to the program.
1: Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Today, my friend Evram has joined us to talk all about leading people that you don't like and right before we went on break we talked about a three-step process that Evram uses to walk through situations where maybe she's working with people that she doesn't like or that she's working in situations where the two people herself and someone else involved or multiple people aren't in agreement about how to move forward and so the first step let's just go through these three steps Evram number one I heard you say vision so making sure that we're aligned on our vision Number two, I heard you say, identify the non-negotiables, know what those non-negotiables are for each party involved. And number three, I heard you say movement. So once you know all these things, it's great to know, but it's not about awareness. It's about movement. So are those the three, those are what I heard, are those the three that you meant to say?
2: Yes. Yes. So great, great work. Thank you, Kathleen. So all
1: right, absolutely. perfect. There you go. You can put this down as your three-step process.
2: <laughs> yes, I isn't it great? To, I actually want to add one more. It's it is it is within these steps. Uh, yes, it starts with vision. Absolutely, 100%. It's in relation, you know, personal relationships and corporate teams and entrepreneurship, all of them. And uh, when we talk about non-negotiables. Um, which is the second step that, you know, uh, you shared, Uh, there is also uh, values that I'd like to mention, because how do you how do you identify those non negotiables, right? So again, if we talk about my, you know, our personal experience, uh, for example, um, as a couple as a family, we have certain values about education. Right. I mean, we we are clear about that. Yes, we have a vision about our experience as a family and what we want to create in our business, in our organization. And uh, also, we are clear about some certain values. And uh, when we looked at, okay. what are the things that are absolutely non-negotiable, those values played uh, a big role. We knew you know, uh, what kind of education we wanted for kids. We knew you know, who, who the people that we wanted to be surrounded by uh, because it has a direct impact on our business and on our personal lives as well. So, so, so I would like to add that piece of uh, value. And sure. in the third step, uh, which is movement, that's great, right? Because when <laughs> if there is no movement, if there is no decision made and action taken, then we're not going to see anything different. It's the same again in personal life, in this example, and in the teams. Uh, so, So absolutely, thank you. Thank you for mapping it out. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> great. Absolutely. Happy to support. And so let's go back to
1: step one, because absolutely, I think that there's layers within each of these. And we can actually go through each one and work through it. Just as you said, with non-negotiables, how do you determine them? Well, you get to look at your values set first. So let's go all the way back up to step one, which is vision, my personal favorite. We all get to be on the same page as to where we're headed. So let's just imagine that we're in a situation and we've got people around us that we don't necessarily want to work with. If we could pick the ideal team, this may not be the team that we would put together. And that's just the reality of the situation. How do we create a
2: unified vision? Well, well, it starts with... um, leader right it starts with leadership um and of course what does it mean right what does it mean it starts with leadership um well again i'm thinking about different examples so for example uh, if it's an entrepreneurship if it's an entrepreneur really working with different people in the team and setting a vision um i think it's more straightforward Obviously, depending on how big the organization and how you know how much growth has been, uh, that uh, the uh, leadership really—if it's not clear—then the entrepreneur, the leadership team uh, gets to create that clarity. I don't mean that it needs to be something decided at the top and you know told <laughs> to the teams. This is not what I mean. But what I mean is that uh, you, you know, as leaders. Uh, but we need to really be clear about why we have started a movement, why we have started a business, what kind of value that we want to create, um, you know, what kind of results that we want to create. And then it is then the responsibility at the leadership level to communicate that in a way that the team's team members can understand, because that's another thing maybe we can talk about. Right. We use a lot in in um, you know, the personality styles and how to communicate. So, uh, so the first step about creating clarity with vision is being clear as leaders and communicating that clearly in a way that everyone understands because how we talk, how we share may not be how people hear it uh, or pursue it yeah we we
1: could spend an entire show just on that and what i'm hearing you talk about evram is the space of context versus content so as a leader my job is to create the context meaning the structure the space the the general direction but the actual words the way it lands in somebody's heart about what we're up to that part of the vision that's what i'm hearing that's the content that's the juicy part that's in the middle I get them together. I, I get the team excited about where we're headed. I even paint the picture of what it could look like, but the fine brushstrokes, that's what the, we can create as a team versus the style of me just saying, Hey, this is how it's going to be and get on board with it or get off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, so ever my I, let's just call forward. Sometimes do you see that authoritative style necessary?
2: Do you mean uh, telling this is what it is and just do it? Yeah. Do you think (laughs) that that ever
1: is needed?
2: Well, I I don't think, I personally don't think it works. You know, it can create short-term outcomes, Mm -hmm. results. Um, However, at the end, in the uh, long-term, it doesn't work. And I don't think that it creates a vision, a vision which is about creating value. Uh, for more than one person or uh, more than one one group, right? So I don't think so. Uh, however, having said that, and you know that uh, I would say that that is a style, Right. That is a style that some people, you know, use naturally. And that is and then that is why I'm saying, you know, if that is the style of the manager or leader, um, then um, and if it's not creating the teamwork, it's not creating the environment uh, that is desired, then it's the feedback that that style needs to shift. Yeah. And so ever I'm gonna share an experience with you that I had,
1: because I, I think that it plays right in here. I was at a mastermind last week, it was a phenomenal experience with great people, it's just really nice, kind, generous people. So you would love this experience. So I'm out there, I'm out in Vegas, and it was lunchtime. And this is the second day that we were there. The first day, we waited around for the group to decide, we, we really worked on a consensus as to where we were going, but we only had an hour. And so you know what happened? 20 minutes later, we arrive at the restaurant and this restaurant is backed up, we got a seat. But when, we, when an hour was quickly approaching on my watch, I was like, come on, let's go, we gotta go, we gotta go. And people walked into the room 15, 20, 30 minutes late. So the next day, when it gets time for consensus, it's lunchtime, I said, this is where we're going. If you don't wanna go there, that's totally cool. But anybody that wants to go, let's go. So we had a team of about four people that came with us. Well, there were only 25 people at this event. So the other, the other people, they went somewhere else. But I counted because some people did choose to go to the same place as us. And I watched, this was an experiment. And 16 minutes later, the other people trickled down. Those people were late for lunch. Now, this is just an example of where authoritarian, sometimes it works. Now, could we have done a better job? Could I have enrolled the team? Could we have planned this out? 100%, absolutely. And what I'm noticing is sometimes that style works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I think the key is to understand when what is used, what is needed to move forward. Mm -hmm. So most of the time, you and I wouldn't choose authoritarian by any means. And I do think that there's some moments where that, that could be when you're setting vision. It could just be, all right, well, this is where we're going. But most of the time, it's what I'm hearing, you say let's enroll people, let's get them excited, let's set the context, but let's utilize them there them to support and creating so that it's everyone's vision.
2: Well, yes, I hear you. And uh that used to be that used to be the style that I learned <laughs> in in the corporate world and you know, it works it works in some cases. And um so it also depends on who we are talking to, right? Again, I mean, it is going back to your vision as the person there, what what did you want to create? If you wanted to go to a restaurant as quick as possible with a, one people, you know, two people, three people, you know, have the lunch done quick, then yes, you know, you did that, like, okay, we are going there, who's coming with me, if no one is coming with me, I'm going there anyway, and then all right, so there are four other people who thinks the same, so we are sitting on the table and eating, so that was, that's what you wanted to experience, right, so there was time pressure,
1: something there, which is what, what experience did I want, I wanted to eat, yeah, if other people want to eat with me, that's even better, (laughs) but I wanted to eat, that was my priority, so so there it's really understanding what it is that's important to me. So thank you. Continue forward.
2: But th- yeah, that's the big <laughs> yes. piece. So yes, and there are those moments uh, in a business environment, in a teamwork that the decision needs to be made like this. And you know, there needs to be a leader who's like, okay, you know, with urgency, this is this is what we are doing. So now I expect you to do this and dun dun dun, and then let's move on. So Uh, yes absolutely if that's what you mean it works and and then here's the challenge I think who is in the team are they really hearing and are they really responding to you so that uh, you can create uh, what you want with urgency timely does it make sense so so it sounds like you had those uh, did you say four four people who followed you they were in the same you know They they, they were right there with
1: me. They were. They just said where we where we headed, and I said, okay, this restaurant's open. Let's go. And so I had four people that cared about eating as much as I did, who wanted to get it done, and so that was their style versus making sure that everybody got to eat. So very different come
2: from. Yes, and in a in a in a uh, you know in in a teamwork in an organization um, again. It's important, you know, what you what you are why you are together. Are you are you together to get a result of you know quickly with urgency? And in that case, you really need to look at the team. Who do who do I have in the team? Because um, if you are working with someone who's not naturally in that uh, place, who's not naturally you know fast decision making and taking action then you will clearly have some challenges right and what to do then is really a decision again about you know all right is it really do i need to i mean do i want to invest uh time there to really understand that person and develop that relationship like it depends on what you want to create when there is this urgency in business then maybe it's not the best time however going forward you know when we start from the beginning going forward looking at future uh what makes sense is uh, being clear about why we are creating a team what do we expect from that team and then who do we want to have in that team so starting from there would make things easier (laughs) going forward if we if we have someone who likes um and who's really good at working with data and you know spreadsheets and processes and steps and uh, numbers uh, putting that person in a position uh well that person would also maybe they may they may not be aware of you know what they're good at or they may be a yes as well. But putting that person in a position that they will be on the calls all day long and they need to you know uh, socialize with the clients or other team members, that may not be the best way to utilize that person, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by um, really being clear about what we want to create and who is in our team and how we are utilizing their skills and also how we are communicating with them.
1: And what I'm hearing you say is that's, when we're talking about from a vision perspective as the, the leader, we can set all of that knowing what, what is it that we want to get out of this. And so then you can create the team from that perspective. So I hear that. And then communicating the, why are we here? What's our come from? And now it's
2: not personal yes mm. that is well actually it was it was uh, the other day I was having a coaching conversation I was co- having a coaching session with someone um and exactly we were talking about this thing you know uh I, you know not taking it personally not making things personal and coming from a vision and what we want to create and uh what do we need to do for that and her question was like how can you expect me to not make it personal like it is so personal this is what i'm experiencing this is what i'm feeling at this moment uh what i mean by not making it personal is is not to pretend That you don't experience what you don't or not to pretend that you like that person or you really want to work with that person. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that whatever the experience is with that project, with that team, with that team member is not about you. There's a lot of benefit if we if we think that way and if we act that way, then, you know, we don't um, drain ourselves and our energy taking things personal making it emotional and uh, spending more time and more energy and also we also reflect that to other people right there's a lot of benefit in really uh, focusing on seeing things as they are. This is what we are creating and I don't have to like that person. There's, I think, I personally believe that there has to be respect because of my uh, personality style probably as well, Katlin, <laughs> you would say, so there needs to be respect mm-hmm. um, and communication. However, being a team doesn't mean that you have to like people. You have to like spending time with people. Um, that's what I think because at the end well. After all, you made a choice, right? You made a choice to be in that team. You made a choice to have that job. You made a choice to have that company. And really, really understanding that uh, it's a choice that you already made. And now what choices are you making in that moment are you thinking about i don't like this person or are you thinking about okay so this is what we are creating and this is what we can align together so this is what is on your side like what i would i would you know uh, think and act like right what other person does of course it's up to them i mean we don't have control over how they act and you know that's another topic that we can talk about but you know all these things that i'm saying is uh from the person's perspective what you can do what you can create and what i'm hearing is we don't have to like
1: somebody but they are a human and we get to respect them
2: yes that that is a hundred percent for me i um There needs to be respect. Uh, Yes, they are a human being, you know, everyone has uh, reasons for what they do, and uh, everyone has emotions and feelings. So, uh, yeah, respect is essential, I think. And it also can be tied into not being judgmental. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can go into so much just on that one
1: for judgment, but we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we will dig in a little bit deeper. You're listening to the Kathleen Reeson show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. We'll talk to you here just in a second after this break.
0: Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. My friend Evram Osgin has joined us today. She's with the Institute of Global Leadership, and she is talking with me and with us all about how to lead people that we don't like. And right before we went on break, Evram, we talked about judgment, There's a term we use in our house that we call Judgy McJudgerson. So when (laughs) anyone, my husband, myself, my kids, when we catch ourselves or someone else in our family judging, we say, are you being a Judgy McJudgerson? And it's just an interruption to say, woo, we are actually judging, meaning we're projecting our beliefs onto somebody else and catching that moment. So can you talk about judgment, what that, what it really is and why we do it? All
2: right. Okay. So this is a, this is a very juicy topic, right? We can do a whole show um, just on this. (laughs) Absolutely. Where to start from? Well, okay. So first of all, I want to say that, you know, things that I will, um, mention examples that I will share, I'm talking about, uh, I'm not talking about things that are absolutely against any human rights, and you know what a human being would do, right? So we are coming from that perspective so um and we talked about respect anyway before we went into the break. um when I say that, you know uh, well, not having judge not ha- having a culture which is not judgmental is so important to create teams that work together for people to have, uh, you know, uh, fulfillment, uh, being in that team and results, of course, creating results as well. Uh, So um, you mentioned when you mentioned when you said judgment, you said that, you know, projecting our expectations on other people. Yes, it starts with that, right? I have a certain expectation about a specific thing, and then I expect other people to show up that way, behave that way, think that way, feel that way, say things in that way, and you know, behave that way. So that it starts like that. However, if we go one step um, backwards, or if we look at another layer, uh, how does it start? You know, how do we create those expectations? So um, we judge people through our uh, filters which are our beliefs, right? You know, what do I believe about uh, a working uh, environment should look like? What do I believe about, um, you know, an organization that creates an impact in the world? What do I believe about um, people liking or not liking each other? In in fact, this happens all the time. However, what matters is that we are aware of that. And then we, you know, we don't create... um, judgment in the teamwork that impacts uh uh, you know the relationship the outcome so so what i'm saying is that actually again it goes back to the vision what you want to create as a leader what you want to create as a manager what values you have in place and then uh, react you know interacting with people aligned with that vision and values because whatever you expect as an individual um, may be different at times does it make sense uh, kathleen yeah, what I'm hearing is is
1: actually very similar to when we talked about the non-negotiables. So when we set the vision and then we all identify our non-negotiables, you talked about the values underneath that. Well, values and beliefs are just right in line. I have my values because I have beliefs. So what I'm hearing you say is that we build our judgments off of those values and beliefs. So our judgments and our non-negotiables actually go hand in hand.
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I believe about life, what I believe about people, you know, business, money, you know, clients. So they all lead into uh, my opinions and then my judgments of other people. Exactly. And that's why it's important, again, uh, you know, really creating that foundation in terms of vision. Vision, yes, as a big organization and also vision in that small team. It may be three people team. And there's still a vision for that team, right? Those three people get to know why they are together, what they are aiming to create, uh, what is the outcome, what is the impact that they are going to create, and also uh, again values in that in that team so that uh, they can decide on what is neg- non-negotiable, and what are the details that they can actually uh, you know that doesn't impact the overall outcome, and they don't take personal.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so if I have a judgment on somebody, that's my own belief, it's my own value, and I'm projecting it onto somebody else. Like, For example, let's just say I don't like when somebody snaps their fingers. And I go into a meeting and the very first thing one of my teammates does, snaps their fingers. And their story on snapping their fingers, if I could step into their minds, would be I'm going to call myself to attention because I need some kind of physical response to get myself moving and so they snap their fingers but i see that and i say oh they're snapping their fingers to get my attention that drives me nuts so i'm creating a story based on my beliefs my judgments about what they're doing which is is not really the case but i've created that story and now all of a sudden there's a tension between us but i created that It had nothing to do with the other person it was just their Mm. action and my belief on it
2: exactly and based on your belief you created a meaning, right? You created a story and uh, a meaning for that that behavior the person uh, has shown. And it, it may not be the same meaning for that person. And because of that, it's it's really important to create that, you know, maybe that, that we are going to another direction perhaps with this, but that it's really important to create a, a culture. I'm gonna use team culture that people can share these things. Like, do people feel safe in terms of sharing their challenges or uh, having a conversation with another team member? Hey, you know what? Um, I want to talk about this uh, in the last meeting when you said that or when I said that and you respond, responded that way. So what did you mean? Like I'm giving an example, a simple example, but it is important to create that open uh Culture that people feel safe um, in terms of talking with each other and sharing uh, their challenges or asking questions. Simply asking questions. So it is such a <laughs> simple thing, but it's not. It's actually common that in many organizations, asking questions is not that common, right? And if uh, there, if in the in that team, people are not actually uh, feeling safe to ask questions, that tells a lot about also. You know, what may need to be shifted. Sure.
1: Yeah. And, and so there's so many different layers here that we're uncovering. It's if you're listening and any of these points, you said, huh? okay, I get to dig deeper into that. Like, do I have a culture where people are willing to ask deeper questions? So say, are they willing to say, Hey, Jane, I noticed that you snapped your fingers. Are you open to feedback about my experience when you snapped your fingers? so that you could understand that dialogue. That has nothing to do about Jane, but would it be beneficial for me to understand why Jane snaps her fingers? What about that serves her? So that I can be appreciative and understand what makes that an important move for her. Maybe that alone is enough to release that connection for me. But that's what I'm hearing you say, Ever. If, if there are people that are listening or starting to have these conversations, there's a lot there for them.
2: Yeah. So do you mean um, when there's that environment, there's a lot for people to open up and w- actually it won't be necessary to build tension, right? When it, when, when it is possible for people to share and talk uh, without uh, putting meaning uh, and judgment into things, then um, you know, the, the possibility that there won't be tension built is, is, is high. So that's what we are creating by creating uh, open, open uh, cultures teams. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I don't know about you, you probably, I don't need to put a guess on this. Uh, What I see is that the companies that are open and truly running in this place where we're just, we're going to set a vision and we're going to run after it. And we're going to be open and have this dialogue. They're spending their time overcoming these hurdles. The other companies are spending their time up in their heads, frustrated about what so-and-so said and how that impacted them. It that's the hurdle. We're not even talking about playing in the game. We're talking about playing with our people and how that's not working.
2: Exactly, right? The time, the energy, everything is spent into uh, arguments because people have different opinions, uh, which are personal. Uh, they, people may have different opinions uh, as long as uh, there isn't a big conflict with the vision and values, right? And they can still move towards the same goal. Yeah. Yeah. So speed. Speed. Yeah. (laughs) If you want speed, (laughs) this is where we work.
1: Yes. Oh, beautiful. So we're going to go on our last break. And when we get back, we'll wrap it all up. You're listening to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. Talk to you in just a second.
0: Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome
1: back to the Kathleen Reason Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership, here on Inspired Choices Network. So, Evram, you've been with us this whole show today. Thank you so much for being here. If people have listened to you and said, "Wow, there's there's something here. I want to learn more. How do they get a hold of you?"
2: Oh, all right. Okay. So, um uh, our our website, Institute of Global Leadership, um is one way. So, I am at evrim at Institute of Global Leadership. I don't know whether you're putting this anywhere <laughs> written. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. I know. Yep. <laughs> All right. Okay. Great. Perfect. I'm on social media as well. I'm on LinkedIn uh, with my full name, Evrim Numanolu Ozgen. So it's great that you're going to receive this in in writing. So I'm on Face. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn uh, and available to send a message. So that would be another way for people to uh, reach out to me. Perfect. And some
1: people are listening over radio. So I'm just going to spell this out because your name with Evram, so E-V-R-I-M, and then second, so middle, that's your maiden name, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Perfect. N-U-M. So N-U-M-A-N-O-G-L-U. And then last name, O-Z-G-E-N. So look Evram up, get connected with her. Evram, what is, if you had one thing of our entire conversation that you want people to walk away with, what is it? All
2: right. Okay. So one thing uh, we touched on that through vision, but uh, if we bring focus to one thing is that um, I believe one of the mistakes, I will call mistakes, that uh, at the leadership level, management level that uh, people do, we, we all do time to time is uh, making it again, you know, thinking internally, you know, thinking things, um, making decisions, and especially about teams, uh, working with different people, managing, leading different people, sometimes people that we don't like, uh, processing all of this through our personal lenses and how we want it to look like and what we want and what we think. Of course, I understand, you know, that is. That's important. What we think and what we want is absolutely important. However, when we come to the point of working with people uh, at individual level, what really, really works, absolutely works. Know that 100 percent works is focusing out. And you know this, uh, Kathleen, very well. But what I mean in this in this topic, what I mean is really being interested in other people person really truly understanding why they are there and why they are behaving the way that they are maybe they are so fearful maybe they, they they are doubtful maybe they have some um insecurities i mean or maybe you know they love the work but they don't know how to communicate whatever it is so what i mean is that when we move from all about what we want uh, as an individual to curiosity and interest in the other person as a person and as a team member who contributes to our team uh, vision to our team result right so things really start to shift um, I mean th- that's a whole different topic we know why things start to shift but what I want to say now is that a try give it a try really when you tomorrow morning well it's evening here <laughs> I guess it's still daytime there but if you yeah maybe you're having a, a lunch break now when you go back to the office and uh, you meet uh, this person you may not really like or have some uh, assumptions or some judgments about, try being interested in that person. Really just uh, see that person as a human being who has similar uh, you know, challenges that you have uh, or challenges that they have. So really being, be interested in that person and see what comes up. So what I'm hearing you say is be interested,
1: not interesting. I just wrote about this, that the concept of it's really, if you think about each person as a human being around you and saying, there's something really fascinating about them. What is it? And yes. serving that coming from that perspective, instead of what makes us different, but what, what are, where are our commonalities?
2: Exactly. Just as a simple example, um, which happened in an organization recently is that one of the team members who had started uh, and actually worked for a while and in the middle of uh, the project decided to leave um, and upset the rest of the team members. So this is a, this is a real example. Um, so this person wanted to leave and uh, he had some reasons, his own reasons and everyone else was really upset because now it meant you know, finding a new person and in the meantime, people doing more. You can imagine that, right? You know, While uh, something is going on in the middle of that, if someone wants to leave. Um, however, what they did, the entire team, things shifted amazingly and the person stayed, by the way, and a state and the entire experience is very different in the team. So what happened was instead of being frustrated and upset and angry, uh, a few people in the team asked that person, why are you, what is going on? Okay, so what is going on in your life? Where did this come from? Why did you make this decision suddenly? And uh, behind that, there were so many things. You know, the person didn't feel uh, good enough for that work. You know, he had some challenges. He didn't want to share those challenges. He didn't know whether he could actually ask uh, help uh, from another person. So, what I, you know, the long story short, what I mean is that, you know, the person stayed at the end, and it's now even a better relationship. Um, amongst the team members because there was this conversation uh, happened openly and uh, and the interest was in that conversation, that person like, why are you making this decision? Okay, you know, we're upset, we're angry, but let's talk uh, to talk about what is going on for you. So, so it does change things because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. I mean, we all, yeah. you know, we all have our lives going on. And uh, when we find a way to communicate um, and create, value, then I believe there's always a possibility.
1: Yeah. And so I hear a lot of different things, Evan. Thank you for sharing that. But what I hear is that when we are curious, when we ask other people what's really going on when we connect with them at a human level, it can actually change the outcome, period. I I could say significantly, but it changes the outcome. And so, really being curious, that's actually, and from the topic of our next week's show, is actually going to be about judgment versus curiosity. So, it's going to be, we're going to dig into this even more (laughs) and talk about how we do get to be curious because, my gosh, that can be uncomfortable, especially when we're frustrated about a decision. You hear somebody's going to leave, you want to be frustrated that that may be what comes up naturally. But what I hear you saying is that when you switch into that natural curiosity and put the judgment aside and really get to understand, What's going on underneath that? That's where the
2: power is. That's where you can change outcomes. Yes, absolutely. That, that is a that is real power, right? So when we are all frustrated and want to see what, really interested in what we, what we want to see, then how can we create a alignment, right? So, so yeah, absolutely being interested in the other person and being curious rather than judging them through our own lenses, that creates a huge shift in the team.
1: Yes. Well, Abram, thank you so much for being on the show today. We covered a lot of topics or or a lot of context within this whole space of what do I do when I'm leading somebody that I really don't like. And what I heard you say, first and foremost, Abram, is we get to shift our lens. So it's not about us not liking them. It's about where can we find that middle ground? Where's the common vision? Remember that three-step process we talked about? Where's the common vision? What are our non-negotiables? Remember, those are rooted in our values and our beliefs and then moving forward. And when we can come from that space, that's when we create the results that we want. And it really doesn't matter if it's a team of our best friends or a team of people that we've never met, (laughs) they're our future best friends, but then we can all come together. And Evram and I have both had many experiences where we get to practice this. So if this is something that you want to practice, look Evram up because she's got a center that can really support you in developing this. She's created a company that focuses exactly on what we're talking about. So Evram, I really appreciate your time today. And thank you so much. Remember, look her up. You can find her on LinkedIn. You can hear me every single Monday. I'm here or on podcasts or catch it on the TV show. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, have fun today. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Kathleen Reason Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Kathleen Reason will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.